Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I am talking with my friend, Emily Lyons. Now, you know, it's interesting. We are going to be talking about taking the leap. We're going to be talking about four strategies on how you can leap and to be the boss named you. And I love that. And it's so interesting because I talked to Emily this morning. I pinged her. I said, listen, I would love to interview you in a couple of hours. And the reason I chose her is because I recently had her on my podcast, Coaching Cocktails and Conversations. And every time I listen to Emily, I am enlightened in a new type of way. She invites me into another piece of her story. And when you hear her story, you are constantly reminded that you are beyond your circumstance. And I know I talk about that all the time when it's my segments typically on Thursdays, but today I'm bringing it to you in a special type of way. So I am Lolita E. Walker. I'm a certified life leadership and executive coach. I empower and champion women to bring the greatness all the way out and then leap beyond where you stand today. So today is exciting to me. I also work within organizations to help them to shift 
to intentional action. So today we're going to be talking about leaping. We're going to be talking about bossing up and changing your life. And if you follow Emily here or anywhere else, you know, she's always talking about how to boss up and change your life. Absolutely. And hands down. And through this interview, I'm going to leverage the power of the acronym LEAP. L-E-A-P to interview Emily and then allow her to talk about her journey because it's so amazingly powerful. When you leave this today, I want you to be inspired. I want you to be educated and I want you to be motivated to leap even a little bit further than where you stand today. We're all in. Hey, Emily, welcome to the party. Hey, 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 my friend. Thank you so much for having me today. <laughs> you are so amazing. And if nothing more, everyone, Emily has this infectious laugh. So you will hear it multiple times and it just does everything to me. It just makes me giggle all around. So Emily, wow, long time no talk. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I interviewed Emily, you guys, and it, on my podcast interview, by the way, it launched today. So it's out today. You have to listen to it. But we're talking about four steps to boss all the way up using the acronym BOSS, B-O-S-S. -S. So you got to check it out. And by the way, leave a five-star review um, on that as well. So Emily, listen, first I want to set the groundwork and I want to talk about Javon actually asked a question. I'd never heard him before. So Javon, thank you for lending your voice. And he asked this question earlier about kind of leaping from what you didn't know into what you do know. So get prepared. I'm going to ask you to tell us about one leap that you took and it kind of took you out from your normal, but you leaped into something else. So for me, I remember you know, people don't know that I'm an industrial engineer by trade. And when they find out, they ask me all the time, well, how did you start getting into what you're getting into? And how is it even relevant? How did that happen? So yes, I'm an industrial engineer by trade. Absolutely. And I have an MBA. So how did I leap into being this certified coach and absolutely love it, right? Well, if you really think about it, engineering is very process driven. So I've combined my process driven nature right? I've taken the problem solving skills out of that. I've taken the continuous improvement notion of industrial engineering. I combined it with the business savviness for my MBA. And then I added onto it the strengths that I already have, the strengths that I know I have, and even those that I didn't know that I have that other people decided to clue me in on. So I grabbed all of that. I stood upon my faith. And now I'm standing in my passion, my purpose, and my power as a speaker. I'm a TEDx speaker, and I go on stages, and I go to these virtual events, and I really talk to people about the greatness that I hear and I feel in them. So there is a correlation. So Emily, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us how, you know, one instance where you really had to leap, and it might not have seemed so... Um, what am I trying to say? It might not seem that it was going to be the ABC, but it's a little unconventional. That's where I'm going. Mm, I like this question. I would say probably when I started in entrepreneurship back in 2009, because I was coming from somebody who couldn't keep a job, barely making ends meet, not even really making ends meet. I mean, I was sleeping on a blow up mattress on the, the floor and, uh, constantly abusing substances, a high school dropout, no real passions or consistency in my life. And then I made a leap into entrepreneurship. I had read a book that gave me the idea that my sister had given me and completely threw caution to the wind and did it. Had no idea how I was going to make it happen or what was going to happen. But eventually I was able to make it work. And I'm so glad that I did take that leap. Oh, yes. That's, that's really good. You know, one of the things that happened this morning, you weren't in the room, it'll be on the podcast though, is Bobby Del Rio, who I've also had on my podcast, spoke so highly of you. And he mentioned that you both are in Canada and hadn't come across each other until this app. And the power of what I love when Bobby speaks is really all about the power that this app has had inside of his career and how he's constantly has had opportunities to leap and leap and leap. And how scary is that? So I'd love to ask you, you know, what has Clubhouse, this app, helped you to leap into a little differently than you would have before? Mm, that's a great question. Clubhouse has helped me with a lot of things. It's it's helped me find community again. 
because of with COVID and everything. And I had moved to Stratford back to my hometown last year when my mom got sick with cancer, I became pretty secluded. And so Clubhouse really helped me to get back into that and find a really great community of people that I'd never had before. A lot of really like-minded people, but it also helped me to become more comfortable with speaking and, and using my voice. I was, I was shy still. And even though I had a podcast, I hated the sound of my voice and I got so nervous when I would even speak on it, even though it was pre-recorded. So being on Clubhouse has really helped me with both of those. And I think it's such an incredible platform and it, it gives you the ability to find so many incredible people. If you go into the rooms like this one, that attracts those people to it. And it also can help you strengthen so many skills and learn so much and also communicate your story in a way that is just really authentic and transparent and have you connecting with people on a whole other level. You know, halfway through our interview and chat today, we're going to open it up for people to ask questions of you, of me, of anything that we're talking about today. And I can't wait to do that. So yes, if you have a question, the answer is absolutely. You will have an opportunity to ask Emily. And while you do that, go ahead and follow her because I'm taking a look and we can help her get to a milestone of 59.5, even if we can't get her to 60 today, but inside of this room, there's power in what she just talked about community. And on this app, the the beauty of it is when you follow folks, it's not just a follow for follow. It's one of those things where if somebody is pouring into you and you resonate, you follow them because they open up rooms that will continue to expand who it is that you are. And when we're talking about leaping into the boss called you, I want to tell you the four um, strategies or considerations I want to leave folks with today. And then Emily, we're going to go through them one by one. And I'd love to ask you to share a piece of your story to help it uh, really hone in on you and hone in on the point. Okay, you in? I think she's in. I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. The L, everyone, is about leaving the imposter at the bus stop. Earlier today, so many folks have talked about, you know, there's this imposter inside of you. But I want to talk today about the power of leaving the imposter at the bus stop. You know, those limiting beliefs that want to grab into your head and tell you, I'm not good enough for that. I'm not worthy for that. I don't have enough experience to leap into that. I am going to do it scared. So that's what I want to talk to you about is leaving the imposter at the bus stop. What if you chose to say yes today and figure it out? Now I'm big on saying no when it doesn't help advance you to where you want to go, when it's taking up so much of your time, energy, and space, when you don't have time to actually be still. But today I want to challenge you to look at it a little differently. What if you chose to say yes, leap, and then figure it out, right? Kate earlier today talked about your MVP and leaping when you don't have all of the answers right there, right? Write out your write out your plan, write out what your vision looks like, imagine it. So that's leaving the imposter at the bus stop. The E is about expect and execute. Expect that the right people are gonna be around you. Expect that you're gonna choose to go on trains that's gonna pour into you. Expect to be part of the solution. Expect that and then become that. Then execute execute on the training that they've given you based on what they've already demonstrated, okay? The E is about expect and execute. The A is about asking for the help you need. Come on, somebody. Now, I've been telling you all this, and if you've heard me anywhere, then you know that I am working on the power of my ask as I move into 2022, because that's one of the things, even though I help people with theirs every single day, even though people say, thank you, thank you, thank you, what I needed to do was take a look back at my Rolodex and see who is there that wants to help, but I just haven't asked them, so they don't know how to help, right? That's the A. And then the P is about parachuting from where you are today. It's about doing it scared, knowing that you have your parachute, knowing what's in your arsenal. My faith and my strengths have wings to protect my fall, so I will choose to leap, right? So those are the four that we're going to go back through. And then, Emily, I'm going to go through each and every one with you so that then you can tell a piece of your story on how these have demonstrated. But before we do that, here's a challenge that I have for everybody, all right? Close your eyes if you're somewhere safe. And as you close your eyes, I want you to imagine a creek, you know, one of those beautiful creeks. When you close your eyes, you can hear the water that's kind of just flowing through the rocks. 
And you know, there's always a part, these rocks, they're big enough, just big enough where you can stand on them. And imagine now that there's like four or five in a row before you can get back to land. So you leap to the first one. The first one might not be a leap. Like you're a little nervous. Am I going to fall? I don't know. Let me tiptoe to that one. Let me put my hands out to the side. Let me see because I don't know yet. The next one, you gain a little more confidence because you're kind of clear now on the path that you're going to go. The third one, you're going to leap. Now it's like a bigger leap. I might use both feet when I go to that one. And then that last one, you're back to shore. You're back to the sand. You're back to that solid ground. And now you are leaping with every single thing that you had, but you had to build up the confidence to do that. So what if your confidence is shaky? Are you going to stay on that first rock when you know, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that there's nothing but greatness up ahead? Are you going to do that? Or are you going to choose to leap into the unknown? I love it. I, I excite myself. I really do every single time I talk on this um, platform. So here we are, Emily. You can open your eyes now. Mine were closed too. So Emily, we're going to start with the L. Leave the imposter at the bus stop. Talk to us about a time where you had to leave the imposter that wanted to name themselves Emily at the bus stop so you can shake and bake and do differently. Mm, so you want me to talk about my entire life? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Lolita? In my 12 years of entrepreneurship, I've learned a lot. And the number one thing that you can do if you want to achieve success is show up. Just show up and keep showing up. Opportunity, luck comes to those who show up. And it's interesting because I was researching this over the weekend, actually. And it's estimated that 80 to 90% of all success is just showing up, getting out of bed and being in the places and spaces where opportunity can present itself. And it makes sense because you really never know if that next phone call you're going to make or that sales meeting or a social media post or that handshake or that clubhouse room is going to be the next one that changes your life by just showing up. And I think that 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 old saying, fake it till you make it, is really, it's it's garbage advice. I think face it till you make it and keep showing up even when you don't want to. That leap and just show up. And so really, I've felt that a long time, but all that I do is I keep going. I keep going even when I'm terrified, when I'm so scared, when I'm sweaty and I want to cry. I just keep going and... I'm so glad that I do. That's not to say that I don't cancel things sometimes because I get really bad anxiety because I do. I have terrible anxiety and a terrible social anxiety, but I keep showing up and success follows. And it maybe not every time. It's not to say that I don't fall flat on my face sometimes because I absolutely do. But the best thing that you can do is to show up, especially when you don't feel like it, because success is not going to come to you if you're just laying in bed. Yes, success is not going to come to you if you're just laying in bed. You know, sometimes it's hard to get out of bed. Sometimes this imposter wants to take over you, like literally is keeping you in the bed. And the challenge today is to say, move the hell out of my way. The challenge today is to decide that you are going to leap further and farther than where you are today. And actually, what you're going to do is envision yourself beyond where you're standing today. And when you meet your future self there, then I want you to stand right there and then leap again because you got to show up. I love that you said that, Emily, because you have got to show up, whether it's on this app, whether it is inside of your business. But I love that you're leveraging the power of this app and what we're talking about, because sometimes you are a room away. Yes, for saying that. Sometimes you are a voice away. Sometimes you are the power away that's going to change somebody's life. And sometimes you might not even know for six months. I've gotten feedback sometimes, Emily, and I wonder, I'm sure you have had the same, but I wonder if you want to tell us about an instance. I've gotten feedback sometimes that something that I said has literally shifted somebody's life, whether it's right then, whether it's I'm talking, whether it's six months from now, whether it's three people on this app who have told me that something I have said has stopped them from committing suicide. What? To know the power of your voice is just to show up in all of you without expecting anything in return, but because it's a way of service. And I know we talked about that when you did my podcast. I wonder if you have an instance where somebody DM'd you or followed up with you on something that you said inside of a... Yes, I have. And those are the messages that I love the most. And I actually had gotten two already uh, in my inbox just about 
how it, it brightened their day and they really needed to hear the story. And so it's interesting because we never know who is listening or, or seeing our story and that they need to see that. And that's why I think it's so important that we are honest and transparent with the things that we go through in life. You know, the adversities that we overcome because we can't all relate to success, but we can all relate to struggle. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. And so you never know who's being inspired by something that you might share wherever it is. So I think that's why it's so important. And you know, for a long time, I really curated my images and stuff that I put out there on social media. But when I started to open up and be honest about things was when I saw people really connecting with me and building that community. But uh, I have gotten some incredible messages on here. And, and, and that's really why I fell in love with this platform, I think is because of that. Because you show up in all of you, Emily, that folks are attracted to you. I know that the reason that I was attracted to you, the reason that I continue to come in your rooms, the reason that I asked you to be a guest on my podcast and we had so much fun, the reason why I asked you to come here today is literally because I know what I'm going to get. I know that I'm going to get some laughs. I'm going to get all of you. I'm going to get some quirkiness, but that is all the stuff I love about you. And I remember when I saw one of your posts one day and it was that you were putting up these notes of joy and people could just walk around and pull them down. And I wonder if you could maybe share maybe three things that were was on those notes, because I think it might give power to what people can do inside of their neighborhoods. I believe that kindness is infectious. Absolutely. So. I wanted to create something just because everybody seemed to be really down at that time with COVID and, and, and the way things were going. And I'd had a friend pass away from COVID actually that I had met here on this app, Wolf Times Lion. And so I wanted to do something because when things get bad, what always makes me feel better is doing something that makes other people smile. So I made these, these sheets that said, you know, take what you need you know, a hug, love, kindness, whatever it was. We made a bunch of different ones. My brother and I, he didn't want to, but I forced him. <laughs> and then we went out and we put them up around town. And immediately after we would tape them up on a pole, somebody would come up thinking we were selling something and we would see them burst out laughing and looking around trying to find us and then taking photos of it. And we came back in like a day or two and they were all gone, all of them. People love them. And then they were finding me on social media and reaching out and saying how much it made them smile. And it's, it's interesting because something so small brought so much joy to so many people. And it was this ripple effect. And so when you can find little ways to bring joy, I think that it, it helps you in so many ways. I know that because not only does it bring you joy, it brings you self-worth, which translates to confidence, which translates to how you're going to show up in the world and in the places and spaces that you want to be in. So really being a good person and helping other people and bringing smiles to other people is selfish in a way. It's also just the right thing to do. And so I loved doing that. It, it brought me so much happiness. <laughs> Absolutely. And all of the other people who pulled it too, you know, let's go ahead and go to the E expect and execute, expect and execute. And because I know a piece of your story, I'm going to prompt you a little bit on this one because there was a really difficult time in your life where you were asking for help and that's the a but you were asking for help asking for help and you were being turned away you went back and asked for help and asked for help and then you were turned away after that right you wanted to say i want better for myself i expect better for myself after that ordeal and everything was back to normal for you or your new normal how did you expect people to begin to show up and support you? Hmm. I, I love that question. I wasn't sure what to expect. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have any expectations of how people were going to show up and support me. Um, but I, I, I learned that we have to be very careful with who we have directly in our circle. I mean, we can have people in our heart, but they don't necessarily need to have access to us every single day. I mean, 
you are the CEO first and foremost of your own life. So you need to hire and fire accordingly. If somebody is bringing you down and, and they're just toxic, then you need to remove them. You know, before I asked for help, I was surrounded by a lot of not so good people. And when I first said, you know, I think I've got a problem. I think I need help. I can't stop drinking and I'm really depressed. And I kept hearing, oh, you're fine. You're fine. It's okay. Let's go out. You know, and they liked the opportunities that I gave them because I could get into all the events and I was surrounded by really cool people that they wanted to be around. It wasn't about me. And so after I came out of that, I was really conscious to cut those negative people out of my life, not to say I burnt bridges, but I just kept them in my heart, but I kept them at a distance and made an effort to really cultivate a community of true friends that wanted the best for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe they weren't in the same business. Maybe they weren't, you know, an entrepreneur, but they genuinely wanted to be a good support system. And I was that back to them. And I think that's so important that when you build that, that support system, that you reciprocate that with them. You know, you talked about not having expectations of others, but what you did talk about was that I expected differently for myself. I expected myself to do better and be better because I knew that I was more, right? You, I remember you talking to me about, um, I knew that I was more and I had to get out of my head about what people would think about me. And so often, you know, we don't tell our stories because we're worried about what people will think. I know I've been there. I know you've been there. And I love the fact that you executed on the expectation that I will be better and do better. I don't want to end up back here. And I want my life to be different because I have somebody that I need to live for. And you've seen so much in your life. So what Emily hasn't shared with you all who don't know Emily Lyons as of yet is that she has built multiple seven and eight figure businesses. And that is just truly remarkable. And she still is just as humble as a bumblebee. And I absolutely like love it. So Emily, here's the next question for you, because you are a boss. When I think about somebody that's sassy, somebody that is um, an entrepreneur, but with spirit and with knowledge and can shake and bake with the best of them, like I'm going to smile right here, but my smile is going to remind you of what you need to do so that we can continue to move forward. I think of you. So how have you had to, I know it's a lot, but how have you had to ask for help, maybe one instance where you had to ask for help from somebody, even given the um, amount of success that you have had over time? Oh, I think we all have to ask for help all the time. And that's why it's so important to have that great community that genuinely wants the best for you, but that's also going to be honest so that you can get that, that feedback when you need it. And I'm always asking people for their opinion because I want to know what they think. And that's not necessarily me and I'm going to take it, but I want to, I want to take it into account. So even on the weekend, I called Bobby to ask him something Saturday morning. I called him and I said, are my feelings legitimate about this? Because I wanted to get another person's opinion. And he was honest with me and he was really kind. And he said, no, absolutely. But I think this is what I would do. And so that's why it's so important to build that community around you. But I ask for help all the time. And I think there's power in that. I think there's so much power in being able to ask for help, no matter how small or how big, as long as you've got the right people there to answer. But uh, the biggest time I asked for help was absolutely when I got help for uh, mental health and addiction back in 2011 after my sister passed away. And I had to ask for it multiple times before anybody really listened. But that was absolutely the biggest one and the scariest one. But I think there's power absolutely in asking for help. So cultivate that really great relationship around you of great people that you can constantly go to to get feedback and then be that person for them. Mm -hmm. And then be that person for them. I love that you added that piece because sometimes we ask and we ask and we ask and we forget that we also need to give. We also need to be the same person that we want others to, to, to be for us. And you must have known I was going to ask you when was your last ask and what was your hardest ask. So you have already answered both of those and I absolutely love it. All right. The P was about parachuting from where you are today doing it scared. So let me ask you this. From where you are standing today, which for some looks like the highest mountain that they might not even be able to achieve, although we know deep down they can achieve it. From where you stand today, what is your next leap that you're going to do scared? 
oh my gosh, I have so much, so many bigger dreams that I want to go after and achieve. And so everything is kind of scary, but that's what I love about it now. It's kind of addicted to that rush and, and it's just that constant growth to the next level. It's not really necessarily a goal. It's constantly on that growth journey. So it's goals within my growth journey. So that next leap is going to be, you know, publishing my first book and launching my first app and things like that, that just continue to push myself. But uh, I think that's what life is all about is getting out of your comfort zone and fulfilling every area where you have a passion and, and doing it scared because that's really kind of what lights you up. (laughs) So good. Listen, I'm getting so many DMS. I know you all, I can't keep up while I'm speaking, but I promise you, I will take a look at them. One of them said, you absolutely have me in tears over here. This is exactly what I needed to hear. Someone else said, thank you so much for the acronym of elite. I appreciate you. And the other one said, hey, I have a question. So we are going to open it up for some questions right now. I see some new hands that were up, but go ahead and um, blink and let me know if you have any questions. I know you do because you're writing to me. Wait a second. Hope please. I am scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm coming back up. Uh, go ahead and talk about there you are Jasmine hey how are you and then Dr. Hey, Lolita, thank you for this segment awesome as usual um I have a question for Emily um I heard her speak about her history with anxiety and how she pushed through it so my question is how do uh how was she, I'm sorry Emily I could talk to you directly <laughs> Emily how are you able to uh, leverage the power of your voice by asking asking for whatever you needed, but at the same time, pushing through your anxiety and being prepared to receive what you're at, what you ask. A lot of tears. <laughs> uh, uh, I just, I, again, just continuing to push myself when I didn't feel like it um, and, and continuing to show up. I, I'm sorry. I don't really understand the question. Would you mind repeating it for me? So you, you stated that you have anxiety. Um, and I, I have the same. Um, so I, I'm asking, I have an issue with asking, um, asking for favors or asking for help. So with your history of anxiety, how are you able to push through your thoughts while being able to pre- be prepared to receive the help that you also ask for? Does that make sense? Yeah, so you're, 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 you're anxious around asking for favors or asking for help. And so I think that as you start to, you know, the, the, the problem is with a lot of people is when we reach out and we ask for favors or we ask for help, it's kind of like a blind ask. What you want to do before you ask anybody for a favor or ask for help is make sure that you have a genuine relationship with them. Be building those relationships before you ask anybody for help. So I never really asked for favors or help in that sense to somebody that I didn't know because quite often it'll just get ignored. And so you want to make sure that you're giving that support and building those relationships. That is so incredibly important at every step of the way is making sure that wherever you go, you're building relationships and that they're genuine. They're not just built on the fact that you want to ask for something down the road. And so I'm not sure what type of favors or help you, you're, you're wanting to ask, but go into it with that idea of how can I build a relationship with this person? And I mean, it's as simple as say you wanted to collaborate with Lolita on something. And so you wanted to reach out to her and ask her to, to promote something for you or co-host a room and knowing that Lolita probably gets a ton of messages What I would do before I ever asked her for something is I would go and I would support her. So I would go and I would follow her on all of her social media platforms. I would interact with them. I would share them so that she takes note that I'm supporting her. I would go over to her podcast, give her a five-star review, write something really nice and thoughtful. I'd screenshot it and I'd send it to her and be like, loving your podcast. So then when I reach out to her and I say, hey, I was wondering if you would do this favor for me or whatever it is. She's already going to see that I've been supporting her for so long. She's caught wind of that. She's seen that. So she's far more likely to say, absolutely. I'd love to support you in whatever way you can. That is how you get people saying yes to you. But also you got to just be comfortable with people saying no. People will say no often and that's okay. Just it's hard, but eventually you will get a thick skin and you'll get used to people saying no, especially when you're doing things in business, like pitching the media, when you want to get PR, a lot of people say no. 
the majority of them. So you got to just build that thick skin and expect it. And, and eventually you will. And that just kind of comes as your confidence builds, as you go through the motions along whatever journey you are on. But I hope that answered your question. Thank you, Jasmine, for that question. I so appreciate you. Um, let's go to Dr. Suki. Dr. Suki, you had a question. Hi, how are I, I did. I, um, I'm doing fine, thank you. I came from a business trip, so I've been off uh, the app for a week. But um, Emily, I have a different kind of question. Um, and it's about uh, living with my disability. Um, in my head, and it's sort of still there, um, I always have to do things myself because people would come to me and say, Suki, can I help you? And when I was little and younger, I was angry and I said, no, I have to do this myself. And even when my dad would say, sometimes you have to ask, it was really hard for me my whole life to ask for things. Um, people saw me struggle and I had to overcome that for myself because if I asked, my attitude was I wouldn't be able to know if I could do something. And my goal in life, um, uh, to give you a little bit of background, I have, and I have it for 74 years, I was born with it, but I have paralysis on the right side of my body. So everything I had to do had to look like um, accomplishing what people, when they don't have paralysis, what they do. It could be buttoning my blouse. It could be um, actually um, in cooking. I can't take uh, the batter out of a bowl and put it because I can't hold the bowl in in my one hand and you know so i adjusted to the way that i so it was even harder for me to ask and so i say like now at 74 i'm trying to um and my dad said and i really compliment you thank you so much he said when you live this world you have to make relationships and build relationships with people. So in my mind, that was always doing something for them before I, before I would want to ask them to do something for me. So I learned how to build relationships. And I think that's a, a strength I have, but it's still hard even at my age to ask because I wanna be able to do everything that I've wanted to do my whole life. So how do you get, so that's my question. How do you get past that? Um, uh, I don't, I don't want to say not being able to ask, but I think in an emotional way of if I have to ask, then it says that I have some sort of weakness and I can't do it myself. Uh, and I... Uh, Emily, you might be on the mute button. Oh my gosh, I am. That's okay. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, yes, that's a that's a really great question. And you know what? Uh, both of my siblings were actually born with a terminal disease called cystic fibrosis. So I saw them have a very similar response, especially my my sister. And she didn't want things done for her. She wanted to be normal and she wanted to be independent because she was a very strong-minded person. She passed away sadly in 2011. She refused to go in a wheelchair until she was very, very sick. But there is power in the ask. There is power in asking for something and being able to reciprocate that. And even if you can't reciprocate in the same way, you know, do it in your own currency that you can offer. But being vulnerable and looking to others for support in no way rids you of your independence. There is strength in being vulnerable. And so I think that's, that's just something that you're going to have to learn on your own and maybe push yourself to be uncomfortable with doing that. I love that, Emily. And I just wanted to piggyback on top of that as well, Dr. Suki. You know, and I know that you know these things too. So I'm just going to add on and let you know again, is that you are not your paralysis. And I've had the amazing opportunity to meet you in person. 
I've had the amazing opportunity to to have you pour into me by way of literally volunteering when you heard that I wanted to apply for my PhD program and I set it on here, you immediately popped up and you said, hey, I'm a PhD mentor and I can absolutely help you through this process. Not only that, we've gotten on the phone several times, we have a recurring meeting um, to literally talk me through the PhD process. And I'm sharing that again with you because you are more than your paralysis. And I know you know that. So I'm reminding you because sometimes the ask in the midst of having an impairment um, is just that you ask because, because that was your question about the how. And so my thought is to gift you this and leave what you want at the bus stop. Is this right here is that um, you ask despite it because you're standing right here. You ask despite it because you have already overcome your hardest of battles and you're still standing right here with all of your accolades right by your side. You ask because your courage, your confidence and your commitment stand right beside of you. So I love that you asked that question and um, we're gonna continue to move forward because there's so many others on the stage, but I pray that that right there is absolutely amazing and will shake you up a little bit more, Dr. Suki, because you are pretty much amazing in my book. All right. Let's go ahead and see some mic flashes. Um, one second. Hey, Javon, I see you. And keep on flashing just really quickly so I could see any others. Dr. Jamicia, you will be up next. I see you. So let's go, Javon, and then Dr. Jamicia. Hi. Hi. Uh, I want to ask Emily a question. You said that quote, um, you said this, that even though you keep it when you're when yours was going through your changes and you decided to that certain people were not good for you, you said that you kept them close to your heart, but you kept them away from you. So I want to ask this question: How do you keep people that you love and care about, but you know there's no good for you, away from you? And how do you continue to maintain that space, even though you have love and you truly care for them? It's Javon and I'm Mike. That's a really great question. Well, first of all, I would let them know in a way that is kind, you know, your boundaries. Like I have a, have a boundary. I'm not, I'm not drinking. So for me, cause that was one of the things is I was constantly being encouraged to drink and I had just come out of treatment for that. And so letting them know your boundaries and if those boundaries are past, this is what the consequence is. You know, you're not going to hear from me or something like that. But how I keep people in my heart and not in my life is I really limit their contact with me. So yes, I'm there if they really need me for something. I communicate with them, but not all the time. They don't have daily access to me. I'm not constantly texting with them. I have priorities and the people that I go to that I know are great people in my life that we rely on one another. But they're at a distance. And so, you know, an example is, is a cousin of mine. She's very negative and she would only come to me when she wanted money or to get angry about something so that I could, you know, and so I love her and, but I keep her at a distance. You know, she doesn't have access to me on a day-to-day -day basis because I'm busy. I'm running my businesses, things like that. Not everybody deserves access to you. If they're bringing you down, if they're toxic, they don't deserve your energy. So you can love them but you don't have to have them in your immediate life. And if somebody is really bad, bless them and block them. I will absolutely block somebody on social media if they are really negative. And <laughs> even if they are family and they're just completely awful, you don't have to have them in your life. I think we have this misconception of we owe the world something, but if somebody is really bad to you, limit your ac their, their access to I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, oftentimes I talk about this change train and we only have 15 minutes, but the net of it is you are the conductor aboard your train. Exactly as Emily said, you own the right to stop, to open the doors and to let people off of your train, no matter how hurtful it is, because you are the conductor and you can see ahead where you want to go. And sometimes you got to recognize that you only have a limited amount of seats on your train. So you got to let people off so that the right people can come onto the train and be able to pour in you effectively so that you can be powered and fueled to continue forward. So yay, I love that you said that, Emily. We're going to go to Dr. Jamicia. Hey, Dr. Jamicia, you're next. And then we have a couple of other folks inside of the queue. We want to turn it over to Brad on time. Thanks, Dr. Jamicia. How are you?
Hey, good morning. I am excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me speak. Um, I just wanted to say to Emily that um, her story, it really does uh, resonate with me. And I have been struggling to be, I can tell all types of stories. I can tell all types of, of things and I can talk about a lot of things, but telling my story has been a struggle for me. And I just wanted you to know that listening to your story has really really empowered me this morning and given me encouragement. But my question to you is, um, did you always tell your personal story? And if not, what gave you the courage to begin to tell it now? I'm Dr. Jamesia. Thank you for a lot. Oh my gosh, I love that. No, I absolutely did not always tell my story. For the first few years on social media and being an entrepreneur, I thought that people wanted to see a certain type of image and that I could only showcase certain parts. And when I, in 2011, after my sister passed away was when I really struggled with depression and substance abuse. And so when I got that help, I spent, I, I spent a month in a mental health facility. Never did I ever think I would share that or my struggles or my, my, any of those issues with the public, like on social media, not even my closest friends. But as the years went on and I kind of grew and, and you change and I had an, an, an ex-boyfriend uh, he was very nasty and very toxic and one of those people that I had cut out during that part of my life and he actually had put me on a gossip site saying how, you know, she she was in a mental health facility, she's crazy, nobody should work with her and I was devastated because I had curated this picture perfect image that I thought was what my clients and, and the followers I was building wanted to see. And so I had a breakdown. I remember I cried all night. And when I woke up, I thought, I'm going to own my story. If somebody's going to tell my story, it's going to be me. And I'm going to take that power back and I'm going to put it out there. And I remember the first time I posted about it, I was terrified. I thought I was going to lose a bunch of clients and that people were going to think she's crazy because that is what they're so quick to say with, with women. And I had the complete opposite response, complete opposite so many messages from people saying that they resonated with my story, that it inspired them to get help or it inspired them to keep going or that they never knew and that, you know, and I got this flood of new followers because everybody was sharing my content. It was the exact opposite response that I had expected. And that was when I realized something that there was power in sharing your honest story and that your mess is your message. You know, I like to think of social media like a pair of Spanx, you know, those, those stockings where we tuck in and it makes you look perfect, but it hides all your messy bits. But quite often your messy bits are your best bits. And those are the bits that people want to see because those are the ones that are going to help them and inspire them. And it's, it, it's just, you don't have to tell all your story if you're not comfortable with it. You can start really small and do it in a way that you are comfortable with in a way that leaves a positive impact. And the best way to do it is if you're sharing your story and you've overcome adversities, you know, like loss and things like that, is to do it in a way where it ends on a positive note so that you're not trauma dumping, so that you share a thing, but you, you talk about how you got out of it or you overcame it or how you're working to overcome it right now. But you will be shocked with how many people will resonate with that story. And since then, I've been profiled by Forbes. They did an entire article on me and it was all about the resilience and the things that I've gone through. A lot of the big opportunities, you know, I was in a commercial this year with Revlon where they did a commercial on me. It was about the resilience I had gone through. That is the story that people connected with. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that picture perfect image. Nobody cared about a, a highly edited selfie where I put some quote about how great life is or whatever. Nobody cared about any of that. What they cared about was the honest story behind me. And so you will be shocked with how people will connect with you and the relationships that you will build when you start sharing that story. But just start small. Start with whatever you are comfortable with and, and go from there. Yes, yes, and yes. Go ahead, Dr. Jamesia, you were saying thank No, I was just saying thank That was an amazing reply, and I just thank you so much for that, Emily. I really do. That's absolutely, absolutely. how I fell in love with Emily Lolita. Is I fell in love with Emily through her authenticity and her shares. And, like, when I first started listening and following um, Emily, you know, she shared about her experiences with her family and some of the things that she was going through during that season. And it just, it's, that's, that's what we resonate with, man. We connect with people, all this lawless 
shiny, flashy, everything's perfect type stuff. Lolita, I remember reading Tony Dungy's book. I was so excited for Tony Dungy's book, and I really liked Tony Dungy. And I was reading his book, and about halfway through, nothing had happened. Like, everything was perfect. And I was like, this, I, I, this, I can get no value out of this book, regretfully, because it's all perfect. We need the, the, the trials, man. We need to know how we got through, the, how you got through those things. So we can get through them as well. So Emily, thank you for being authentic, real, truthful, all of those things. You deserve everything that's come your way uh, because you're leading by an incredible example. And that's part of the reason why I love you. Oh, thank you so much. I love you too, Glenn. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so good. We're all attracted. You know, you can too be that magnet that is standing right there and people flood to you. They flood to you because you show up. As Emily said, they flood to you because they know what to expect. They flood to you because you are willing to be vulnerable and share it, right? We talk a lot in here about competition. Why? When there's collaboration. And when someone is willing to do that without expectation, people flock to you. It's so amazing. And you too are that magnet. You got to believe it. You got to know it. You got to trust it. And with that being said, I remember when on the podcast episode that came out today where um, Emily talked about, you know, going into the mental facility. And then Emily, I went on to listen to your podcast, which is um, Mind Your Own Business. And you have an entire episode that is all about what I learned from being admitted to a mental facility. And if you all haven't tapped into that, you've got to listen to the entire thing. It literally will stop you in your tracks. And if you want to go deeper, into vulnerability, into who Emily is, and then how she leaped out of that. And now she's creating awesomeness, like leaving breadcrumbs everywhere. I employ you to tap into that. So now you got three podcasts. You're going to get this one again, because I'm sure you missed something between the four acronyms, between all the gems that are being dropped, between all the questions on Breakfast with Champions podcast. Absolutely, because this entire thing will be posted there. So you'll get it. Tell a friend. Make sure you leave a five-star review. We're on the way to 100,000 downloads. Almost yes. there. Yes. You have Emily's, which is Mind Your Own Business podcast. All of them are good. Ooh, the one she had with me on there is good too. But the good one that I'm sending you there to listen to really is the one about what I learned when I was admitted to a mental facility. It's it's breathtaking. It's Just do it. Then, of course, there's my coaching cocktails and conversations. So what I want to do, Emily, as I remind people about the L, the E, the A, the P, is I have this question, which was DM to me, okay? So I want you to think about it really quickly, and then I'm going to give them the L, E, A, P again, okay? So the question is, this person really is being plagued by all of these limiting thoughts inside their head, like anxiety telling them that they can't do something, they're not good enough, um, they're not worthy, right? All of these things. And so their question to you is, how did you push through all of these thoughts that were going on in your head while you were preparing to receive all of the awesomeness that was coming your way, okay? So you think about that, and I'm gonna remind people of the L, the E, the A, the P. The L was about leaving the imposter at the bus stop, okay? This is all about how you're gonna leap beyond where you're standing today. Leave the imposter at the bus stop. There's no room on, the, on your journey. Absolutely no room. Leave it right there. Close the door. Keep on going. The E is about expecting that you can choose. Expecting that there's greatness for you and you are going to put the right people on your train as you move forward. Then execute. Execute based on the learnings that they've already demonstrated that they're ready to pour into you. Do the work, okay? A is about asking for the help that you need. You are not on this journey by yourself. You did not get here by yourself and you're not going to get to where you want to be by yourself. You're not self-made. There's so many people on your journey. So ask for the help that you need. So be clear on where you want to go and what this person can help you do. And just ask. You already got the no. All right. The P is about parachute from where you are today. I want you to grab your parachute. What is it filled with? Of course, it's filled with the, um, the bloom part that's going to keep you afloat. But your faith and your strengths have wings to protect your fall. So knowing that, what are you putting inside? What are you carrying with you as you leap? You got to do it scared. All those butterflies, that kaleidoscope of butterflies I always talk about, they're not going anywhere. They'll be there right with you. So leap. What are you scared of? And when you can drill down into what is the fear that is standing right before you, guess what? 
You can walk through it. We have no time for it. You have to identify what it is. Talk to it. See if it's real. Ram talked about that earlier today. If you've been on here, this has been nothing short of power. So if you missed anything that is going to help you with the tips to move forward inside of your day, inside of your week, inside of your year, inside of everything that's before you that you can't even see, today is the day. You got to know what is the fear that is before me. You got to look to your left, look to your right, pick up the coverage and do it. All right, Emily, we're coming back to you. That question right there was, how do you push through all of these thoughts that wanted to claim all of you, right? The boss that you are, and then be ready to receive. Uh, that's a great question, but I never really expected to receive things at the beginning. For a long time, all I wanted was just to make ends meet and not have to work for somebody else. <laughs> I remember I wrote down on a piece of paper, if I make $30,000 a year, I'll be able to afford my terrible apartment and food that I can ration and I will be happy. <laughs> so I never really expected to receive things. I just knew that I wanted more out of life. I wanted more than what I was doing and I wanted to be able to help other people. And so my fears and the negative thoughts that I had and all the doubts weren't enough to stop me from taking actions to get to those things. And and quite often that's what we just have to do. We have to do it scared and do it uncomfortable. And, and the problem is we all hate to be uncomfortable. But that is when we're growing and we're never going to overcome things and get to that next level if we don't have time feeling uncomfortable and doing the things that scare us. And so you need to have perseverance. That is what I realized was, was the biggest factor, I think, to me achieving success and, and doing those things even though I had those thoughts and I was so scared. But the perseverance doesn't always mean winning or losing. It just means that you keep showing up and rising to the occasion and performing despite what happens in your life, in your mind, with the thoughts that you have, that you focus on your why and where you want to go. So my why is I wanted to help my family. You know, my siblings were terminally ill. I wanted to help them. I wanted to help other people. And I wanted to help other patients that had the same disease that they had and the families not have to go through, you know, how they were going to afford their bills while trying to keep those family members alive because that is what we had to go through. And so I knew that. And so even though I had those those doubts and those those thoughts in my mind, it wasn't enough to stop me. And I just kept doing it scared. And eventually it got a little bit easier, a little bit easier. And then I started to expect to receive things. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for that. And then we have time for one more who is Stacy. Thank you so much. And welcome to the stage, Stacy. Good to see you. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, thank you, Lolita and Emily. I've enjoyed the segment. Thank you for sharing. And I just wanted to say to both of you and to really everybody that um, is doing this, thank you for, for flying and for failing and being vulnerable enough to share it with us because it is it is the thing that we don't have. We need points of references. We get to see everybody when they're at the top of the mountain, but we don't get to see the blood that's on the ground. We don't get to see the cuts and the scrapes and the bruises. And we need that point of reference so that when we're falling, when we're tripping and we're stumbling, it's we see that it's normal. It's a part of the great process. And so I wanna just thank you for that. Um, failing showed me how beautifully I fly. And when I'm flying, I'm looking down at all of the guts and the blood and the teeth that happened in, in the process of not getting it right. But those are the times that it opened up so many opportunities for me. And it showed me that I am greater than what I even thought that I was. I had more strength than I thought that I had. And people got to see that, oh, she's good at this, she's good at that, she's good at this, she's good at this. I'm going to call her um, up close to me. So I just wanted to say thank you for beautifully painting out the, the failures because those are the points of references that people like me, we need to see. Thank you again, and I'm Stacey Luckett. And I Thank you so much, Stacey. That was such a great way to kind of bring together all of this segment right here. Today, in case you are just joining, just had a power hour 
with the Emily Lyons. If you are not already following her on this app, you are missing out. Our goal inside, my goal, not our goal, my goal inside of this talk right here while we were here was to try to get her up a little bit more towards that 60K, which she absolutely needs and deserves. She doesn't need it, to be quite honest. She is exactly where she needs to be, but deserves because she is doing nothing but adding value every single day. We did get you from 59.3 to 59.4. So I want to thank everybody and you will not be disappointed if she poured anything into you. What I would love for you to do is head on over to the post I made about this segment right here and she is tagged in it. Go ahead and leave what power she dropped for you today. What you grab inside of her story and what it's going to do for you moving forward. She's on it. And so she'll absolutely see every single piece of it. And I'd love to read it too. So I thank all of you all for being so engaged, not only in this session right here, but all the time in Breakfast with Champions. It is from our hearts that we pour into you every single day. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.